Right guys, good morning, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Coached by Dan podcast. Hope everyone is keeping really, really well today. Um, really, really solid podcast on your way uh, with PDK Fitness, Patrick, Paddy, if you will. Um, Paddy is a fellow personal trainer, online coach, uh, based up in Galway, Um and today, myself and Patty talked a good deal about, you know, extreme weight loss. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Patty is, um, Patty has before he was a personal trainer, he saw an incredibly successful weight loss phase. Um, the, the the man went from a, what was one hundred and forty kilos down to between eighty two and eighty seven kilos, and in the podcast, we discuss a lot about, you know, the differences one might see in that extent of weight loss compared to a few kilos. We talk about how, you know, when it comes to that degree of weight loss, you know, the, the mental barriers that are there, you know, what led him to, to get to that position in the first place, what made him decide to see that change and want to see that change. Because I think a big issue a lot of people might find is, you know, they They've almost have that kind of idea of kind of failure stuck in their head because at the end of the day, no one wake, no one overweight wakes up, you know, not motivated to lose the weight. Speaking from experience, back when I was big, hundred and seven kilo down back in twenty seventeen, almost four years ago now, you know, it was it was not a good time, and there wasn't a morning I woke up where I was like, "Fuck, I I I I'm okay where I am now." You know, you always wanted that change, but it was so hard to, I suppose discipline yourself and feel inspired even to to make that change in yourself so this is a really amazing podcast really interesting topic um delight to have patty on to tell a story and have a bit of fun in between so guys without further ado enjoy this episode of the podcast Ooh. patrick sir how are we getting on i'm good i'm good i had a busy morning i was well i woke up late first and then my poly system arrived and then my bench arrived so and then my one M one MR stuff arrives, so I'm like lit, it's like kid of Christmas, just like ready. Do you think ready. do you think so many people are calling it one one RM, think it's one rep max, and then saying shit no one MR? Dude, I make that mistake all the time. I like <laughs> make that mistake all the time. I'm like, well, I say it's my friend for like two weeks, like um one RM and he's like, dude, it's one MR. And I'm like, no, it's not, it's one rep max. He's like, no, dude, it's one more rep. Like Yeah. <laughs> I say your man Bridgman gets it a lot, but uh, I'll stop. It's fucking so. For anyone who is listening and hasn't a clue what we're talking about, basically, one MR is like a gym uh, apparel and equipment company doing like cuffs, D handles, all that shit, um, hoodies, t shirts, all the fashion bits. And Paddy is just a little fanboy for, for yeah. Josh Bridgman and all oh, things that he creates, to be honest. I love, <laughs> man, I love Josh Bridgman so much. He's like the only attractive ginger in the world. He is a bit of a babe, isn't he? He's such a babe. I just want his back. I just want to dribble on his back. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to like screen record this part of the podcast with like a little time thing. I'm going to tag him as well. Just so we can do <laughs> I feel like he'd appreciate that massively. Um, Paddy, Patrick, PDK. Uh, for those listening who are like, who the fuck is Paddy, Ke- Paddy PDK, Paddy Dooley? Ke- I can't speak. Who the fuck are you? Do you want to know, first of all, do you want to know my, the name that's on my birth cert? This is going to fuck with your head. Is it PDK Fitness? It's, 
I wish. It's it's either <laughs> double barreled first, middle, and second name. Double barrel means like there's two names in the name, isn't it? So my first that, name is Bonham means... Patrick. My second name, my middle name is Joseph Leo, and my second name is Dooley Kelly. Oh man, you got six names. Ronan Patrick, Joseph Leo, Dooley Kelly. <laughs> oh chap, what? Man, that's, that's like, mad. It's proper like bougie west of ireland bullshit is what i call it that is bougie west of ireland bullshit jesus yeah. christ like that's that's east of ireland kind of bougie you're talking about my days <laughs> fucking hell right uh ronan patrick something something Dooley kelly um explain to everyone listening to the podcast all ten thousand of them who who you are so i am uh patty i am a coach online coach and um, coach of the pipeline um in galway I've uh, been how long have I been coaching for? I've got my start like a year, year and a bit ago. Uh, but I only started like one to one coaching then in January, um, and then had a month of that. Gym's closed. Um, spent the first lockdown doing nothing, not like nothing, just being miserable, miserable the first lockdown, and then um, met that little that little Mayo fucker <laughs> called Barry Maguire. <laughs> I was about to use it. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to call him a Mayo midget. It's <laughs> abuse. You're not even here, and you give him such, oh, such abuse. Oh my God. All, all, the, all the podcasts I jump in, I just chat shit about other coaches. Like all my friends, like I just chat shit about them. <laughs> uh, met Barry and was like big fan of him for a while. Then jumped on bored with him and he kind of gave me the kick in the ass be like dude you have to go online like you just have to um so i've been doing that now for a few months and kind of helping people to kind i kind of set out to help people just get happy for no reason because that's why i started training was just i just started becoming happy for no reason like walking around smiling all the time and because i was just like super miserable dude before like just the worst yeah and i remember i I listened to a podcast you went on I've forgotten the name of the podcast. The um, podcast. Yes, I listened to you on that. Um, her her cover photo for the podcast is really trippy. It's really weird. I don't know what it is, but I like it. Um, but yeah, I heard everything kind of you mentioned there about kind of beforehand, before training, all that stuff. And I suppose I do want to touch a little bit on, like for those who who don't follow Patty, if you go onto his page, you'll you'll kind of see like he's had a massive weight loss. Like what were you, what were you your like your your peak chunk? One forty kilos. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, I'm 87 now, had a fluffy Christmas, but the lowest I got to was 82, 82, 81.8, I think. Damn. So yeah. I suppose one big thing, geez, actually, do you know, have you ever seen the video of, um, it's like, what's the show called? It's it's in America. I forget what it's called. My yeah. 600 pound, and I've seen it, it's like called like My 600 pound life. And it's a video of like husband and wife in some hospital and she steps in the scales and it gives the reading and the husband's back and just goes, damn. And it's like, <laughs> oh. It's horrible. Like, it's a horrible show just because of everything, but it's that one little kind of snippet of just, damn, it's just like, whoa. That's <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, so one thing I do want to touch on a good bit in this podcast is, I suppose, what kind of got you to that weight? Um, how you kind of felt being that way? Because I suppose, like, it is, like, going from 140 to 82, it's a big fucking drop, and it's something I feel like a lot of people want to do themselves, and I suppose having you on, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a service not kind of talking about how you got there in the first place understanding what made you want to change and then how you went about changing but i suppose first things first to kind of to break the ice i want to do a few quick fire questions just because 
me i don't feel like it'd be right me and you having a chat without just chatting shit to start off with um i feel like it's a rite of passage so i've, I've got 10 quick fire questions here patty um and i want you to be as honest as you can be none of them are bad the last one eh, it could be a bit funny if you, if you play your cards right but the, the rest mm-hmm. of them are it's just a bit of crack to be honest so first one when uh pdk fitness is not being pdk fitness but just pdk um so when you're not working what do you do only fans oh god <laughs> uh, is that kind of like is it, a, is, it a, is it expensive only fans is it cheap only fans i give to the people what the people feel they need okay fair but i'm sorry no what they what they i give to them not what they want but what they truly need oh, oh dear okay yeah. oh god um what is one part of your life you do not share to social media um one part of my life my life uh the only part would be oh my time and treatment, but like I, I talk about that on podcasts, but I don't I won't sell with it on social media because it's just I don't know it's I don't know it's not a it's not a great <laughs> selling point as is in it? like mar- as in like what's the word not 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 like as in like for selling shit, but I suppose like I, I don't know what I'm trying to say this I think you know what I'm trying to say but I don't know how to, I how to just, word it I don't want people to buy from me just. On yeah, my history. yeah, I want them to buy what I can do from them. Yeah, exactly. There we go. That's the one I was trying to do. Uh, first job, first job was a oh, what was it? My first job, I was working in my dad's architecture firm. Oh, what were we doing? I, I was the T boy, I was the T boy, like, <laughs> oh, very good, very good. I like that. Uh, on your mobile phone, uh, what is your most used emoji? I think this can tell a lot about people, or at least like your top five emojis. I feel like that tells a lot about people. Go to your WhatsApp and kind of just go to a message and, and kind of see what's oh, up. I got my phone. I got my phone. What is my most typed message? I'm gonna to go to Dan. Oh, uh, minor. Yeah, minor. Such. Oh, yeah, minor. Very dry. Yeah. What are you? What are your like your most used emojis on your phone? Uh, tilted, crying, laughing face, um, nice. crying face, um, peach, of course, nice. uh, strength and. What is the other one? The one that's the one that's just like. Oh, like that one. That's that, one of her. Like, yeah, the last one is the guy with the monocle. This is the one I sent to my clients and they don't reply to my messages. I like that. That's good. That's good. That's good. Mine's a crying laugh emoji, but not the sideways one because I feel like he's a bit much. That's yeah. that's for extreme times where, where, where I'm actually laughing. I'll use him. <laughs> uh, my second one is the fist. Okay. Kind of like just throw fist in the clients and every now and then. Uh, the, the eyes looking sideways. Um, we got the hands praying, but apparently they're also they're, they're high five hands, not praying hands. But I don't know. And then we got the uh, the flexing muscle one. Um, some, flex, uh, some, flex. Yeah, some honorary mentions are going to be the eggplant, uh, yeah. the frog followed by coffee, and oh, yeah. the clown emoji. I think what what are my honoraries? My honoraries are the just some smiley faces, the the congratulations, like someone blowing the the thing that you have in birthdays, what are they called? Um, the angel, because I'm just a fucking angel. And the guy who's just like, see now, do you know the smile facing his hands like this? Yeah. Yeah, I always thought that, yeah, I always thought that was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no one can see what no, I did, so I'm going to keep so that quiet. It, like, in such a crude form as well. <laughs> That's the reason I put videos out in podcasts. Excellent. Um, one interesting fact about yourself you don't really tell people. 
Um, I was the only person to take copious amounts of cocaine and gain weight. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Madness. Absolute madness. Uh, what is your opening line on Tinder? Um, piss off, you're boring. Oh, God. Paddy. <laughs> that's, 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 that's very upsetting. Um, I'm going to ask this one now, but I'm also going to ask you, and while you're answering, I'm going to open the door and let Moses in because he's behind at my door. Uh, what is the most exciting thing you have planned for 2021? And feel free to ramble on this one. Um, the most exciting thing I have planned for 2021, I have a few things like, of course, moving to moving to Big Dub potentially with Dan and just living shit up. Um, living like the absolute just Dubai, Dubai, Dublin, Dubai, Dublin, Dubai, yeah, Dubai, Dubai ballers that we really are. Um, right. Doing the mentorship with Ross Byrne, which is like instantly just like my head is so overloaded with just just information that I'm like, what the fuck? I uh, got my plans, <clears throat> got my training plan and like my um, my off-season training phase uh, from last night. And like, it's just so many numbers. Me and Google Sheets just don't work. Um, plan on going to Spain. Uh, my mum and dad, when they retired, uh, they bought a house in Spain. Um, and I haven't been to it in like, They've been, it's been ready for like two years. I haven't been to it. Um, what else do I plant? Um, I don't have anything planned. I don't, do I have anything planned? I want to go to Dubai, but just like take the piss, but just take the piss. Like not one of these, just like, mom, I fucking made it, you know, online coaching. <laughs> I. Like I don't, I'm just going to be like, ah, uh, I'm, fake helping all these people just so I can get to Dubai type shit like you know oh, fair fair <laughs> influencer 101 a negative COVID test and plenty to Dubai yeah um what is your favorite meal or meals oh shit I think meal or meals it's not a meal but salted caramel ice cream my god oh uh, fair that could that could be a meal that could be a meal that just sends me sideways like um pizza love that nice what's love your what's your what's your order um uh some sort of chicken uh pineapple and i know people are gonna rage at me love pineapple on pizza oh so disappointing <laughs> so disappointing but carry on uh, anyway but i got um i've been getting this one from milano's that's lit um it's like super expensive but i like was doing like I really wanted a pizza and I was like, I have a thousand, I have a thousand two hundred cows left. I want a pizza, large pizza that I can get for a thousand two hundred. Milano's do this one called the new honey hot pot, which is like spicy peppers, calabrese sausage, something other thing, and honey. Um, and it's class. And it's like eleven hundred calories. It's unreal. Oh damn, that sounds class. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think you already answered this. First country you're going to post lockdown. Probably Spain. <clears throat> I did have a big, big uh, trip planned this year, like a forty-week trip, but it's just not gonna, not gonna turn out. Um, after Spain, I really want to go to Tonga, in the Pacific Islands. Ooh, very good. Why Tonga? Because I want to spread my seed and like get a load of young Tong- like young Tongan children that can play for the Irish rugby team in like twenty years. 
Oh, so when you say spread your seed, you actually meant spread your seed. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I was going to make the innuendo. I was like, oh no, he's talking about said innuendo. And uh, <laughs> finally, tell us a funny alcohol-related story. And when I say this, there's always one pops into someone's head straight away and you're laughing. There's one in particular popping in your head straight away. So why don't you tell that story? Well, like, I think, I think the fact that I went to treatment is just like a good, good indicator of where this is going to go. Um, what was one? I... Like, this, this is what I've done. This is going to be a great story. <laughs> well, I was in Budapest and... I was with a load of people who were just like, yeah, they were my fr- they were my friends, like, but they just they didn't like to party, like. And I, my sister works for my sister and her um, husband work for Sony Music, and he's fairly high up. Like, he works with Zed, Justin Bieber, ASAP Rocky, like all really closely. So they got me a VIP ticket to Ziggit in Budapest, Ziggit Festival, and I was backstage by myself, off my nut. Um, chatting shit to Sam Smith and just telling him he was a shit artist. Oh, no way! What? <laughs> That's amazing! Uh, <laughs> what, were you, what were you saying to him? Can you remember? I was just, he was just like, Rihanna was up on stage and being, she, she was like, oh, she's class, isn't she? And I was just like, yeah, you're shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> And then the same night I got kicked out of, no, not kicked out of, I went off the stage and then they wouldn't let me backstage to, um, to Zed. Like I was like ringing, I was ringing his, his, uh, his, the, 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 the manager because he was mates with my brother-in-law and I was like, lad, lad, let's link up and let's link up. And I've never met this guy in my life. Mm. And he was just like, dude, I'm working. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here. Security is like, yeah, you got to go, lad. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that's so good. Like, that's amazing. You literally were telling Sam shit. Sam said he was shit. Yeah. Oh man, that's amazing. That's amazing. Fucking hell, that's brilliant. I like that. I don't. I, I'm so sad I haven't heard that story before. But I'm delighted I know it now. Um, right. I don't know if you can hear that, but Moses has been a bit of a sausage in the corner and like flicking his litter all over the place. So I need him to stop that because he doesn't understand that. As well as being my bedroom and my office, this is also my podcast studio. And this little prick needs to shut the fuck up. Um. Right, quick more questions done and dusted. Um, let's chat a bit more about the main topic at hand. That was like the, the big old weight loss. So I suppose the key thing, I suppose, one big point when it comes to weight loss um, that I think people don't really consider taking into account is, can you hear that, Moses, in the background, like flicking litter? Slightly. Is, sorry, so people kind of... <laughs> one thing I don't think people realize when it comes to like excessive weight gain or kind of being that heavy is that like people don't just become that. It doesn't happen by chance. Like, Oh shit, I've put on six kilos. What the fuck? How's that happen? Like, it's a, like, it's like, it takes time to put on that weight. You're not going to wait. It's like, it's not just, it doesn't go unnoticed. Like it's very much like it's happening, but suppose obviously for it to continue happening to get to that point without any work being done, I suppose there has to be something going on behind the scenes for that to happen. With yourself, what kind of led to you getting to that weight, do you think? Um, well, like, <clears throat> I definitely class myself as a binge eater. And, like, it's it's such a, like, going through childhood and stuff, you, you, you eat, like, as a binge, you eat emotions, and then you get upset that you eat your emotions, and then you eat more. Um, so I think what would have just happened was just being, like, in in my house, most Irish houses there's like very little portion control growing up it's just like 
you know, cereal for breakfast, small lunch, and then like a massive, like, you know, two and a half, 3000 calorie dinner. And you, you, you wouldn't, and like, it wouldn't look like it, but it would just, you know, really calorie dense foods, like, you know, um, so I think just doing that and then being quite, uh, like mum and dad were like dad's an architect mum's solicitor so like the boom was the boom was good so then we're going into secondary school and primary school like we were given ridiculous allowances looking back on it like uh, for the month and then like I was like why would I go and make like lunch for myself or get mum and dad to do it because they're busy why didn't I just spend it on that um so then just getting like pizza hunt down or like you know deli chicken rolls there was a there was a 250 meal in this chipper that was like curry cheese chips and a double cheeseburger for 250 and it was just like what are they putting in this stuff <laughs> that is that make it that cheap like so that was like a staple of my diet um and then um and then yeah like just you know binge drinking um you know, recreational, recreational uses of other substances <laughs> that lead to just like the skag and you're just eating and eating and eating. And then just being so generally unhappy with myself that the only thing I could like fill that void was food. Yeah. Fill that void was food. Um, and going on like in school, like I would just, I remember going home from school and when I go home from school, I'd buy just an obscene amount of stuff in the shop, like obscene amount of sweets in the shop at the house, at home, at the sh- at the shop at school, and then bring it home because mum and dad like were just like no 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 treats in the house, um. So that was like you know restriction, and it came from like a good point because I was so overweight, um. But like my brother, like I live with my brother now, and he told me a story. He's like I literally found you in the bathroom like gorging on four packs of Doritos, and you had just finished dinner, and I was like yeah I remember that, um. So it, it was just a combination of like being unhappy, being unconfident, being a binge eater, which I remember who put it up, Dr. Amelia Thompson, one of the best accounts on Instagram, in my opinion, Dr. Amelia Thompson is a legend. Um, she's saying it's just like, it's so relevant, prevalent now in like young, you know, UK teens, young, even young UK adults, um, because it's never looked at like anorexia believe me all these things are looked at binge eating never looked at um emotional eating never looked at and there's still classes eating disorders so i think it was just that eating disorder combined with um general unhappiness in life and just having a horrible lifestyle like i'd sit down and play video games for like nine hours you know <laughs> like during leaving cert during junior cert just sit down for nine hours and just eat food not exercise i used to play rugby and i was quite decent when i was younger um serious weight gain uh had to change position was just unfit and then all these things just amalgamated to me just feeling horrible about myself and eating more i think that's and that was that was the over the case of like 10 years yeah i suppose like it's like with that being said like there's a lot contributing to it like like i said before and it's it's never going to be like one thing leading to it it's like the case of like when like when did you like when would you when when did you kind of start putting the weight on it's like when did you kind of realize i guess it was something that like when did you kind of start adding on the kind of like when you when did you notice the weight was starting to get quite a lot i think in like first or second class 
Oh, like classes, uh, like in as in like you were like what, six, seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in primary school, it was. I remember the first time my mum and dad said it to me. I was in third class, um, and that was just kind of like <clears throat> it was. It was external. That was the first time anyone had mentioned it to me. So it was like externally confirmed to me. So like external factors can be such huge stimuli in self affirm self self uh, limiting beliefs, and it just kept kept going on kept going on kept going on and then I think it was like it was fourth year fourth year I had started losing weight and I was losing quite a bit and I had I had a tough year in fourth year in secondary school um and then the combination like I had big fallout with like a lot of my good friends and then was prescribed was prescribed um like I I hear people be like, oh, antidepressants, you know, they make you put on. Like, I was prescribed antidepressants, but I was never really taking them because I was just like, fuck this, I'm not going on them. But was the fact that I like gotten to in my head, the fact that I got into a position in life that I was prescribed them meant I was like quote unquote failure. So then that empty feeling came back and just kept eating. But I suppose fourth, fourth, fifth, sixth year, first year college, and second year college is when I was when it was just wild. Like I remember. This I remember lending a phone to one of my friends in second year college because she lost and I had a spare one. And in it was my attached was my email accounts. And I was using my other phone, email attached to the account, which she would get an email, if not two, every day from Just Eat because I was ordering on my other phone. And so she had like a log of mm. my eating habits. And I remember when she said that to me after I'd lost weight and I was just like, holy shit, like twice a day, every day was just wild, 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 wild. That's pricey as well. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but um, dude, that's mad. Like, and then I suppose, but I, so like, would you have been like overweight then from like first class up until, or second class up until like you actually lost it all? Like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that. And I suppose when yeah, was it? Like, when when did you actually actually even college? What did you what did you do in college? I did, <clears throat> I did arts in college. Um. I did arts in first year NUIG and I was one of the, I was leaving certain mocks. I got like four, eight, five and I was law was my first choice. And I was like, oh yeah, mocks. Everyone's like mocks are easy. And leaving cert, like I do piss all work now, dropped 135 points. <laughs> yeah, this is my story entirely. I was wanted, I wanted to do physiotherapy and I was like, <clears throat> I got four, oh my God, 4.50 mocks. I was like, yeah, mocks are hard and leaving cert. This is fine. Pretty much stopped work and got like four fifteen. I was like, "Oh no, wait, no, I can't do physio now." So I did arts as well. What did you do in arts? I did. I also wanted to do psychology as well as law, so it was like there was my two. So I chose in first NUI psychological studies, psychology and legal studies are in the same stream, mm-hmm. and then I chose Spanish. I was really good at Spanish. Uh, languages are kind of my thing, and sociological and political studies. So it was like a toss up between psych and law. And I was like, I'm going to do really well in one of those. And if you do really well in them, you can go branch into like law or psych in your second year. You start from first year again, but you start like mainstream psychology if you were to get like 500 so points. Um, And I finished, you have to finish in the top 50, you finish in, in the top 100, you get psych studies, which means you add on an extra year and then you can get into psych. And then if you finish in the top, I think 40, 50 you get into psychological I finished in the top 50 and was like ah, I don't really like it I'm just going to do go do psychological social analysis in Spanish and then that was just one of the like I say it was one of the bigger mistakes I made but like 
you know, I'm here now, like hashtag online coach, college dropout with another one. (laughs) 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 And living, living the best way. Way to go. Yeah. I can't. Oh, it's just like everyone's like, oh, college is so hard. It's so stressful. Like, yeah, it's fucking. Leave. It's grand, like, don't do fucking, it. Like, <laughs> fucking like, you don't like college, smallage. What it, but it, nah. <laughs> this is, this is horrible advice, people. Don't listen to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't listen to us at all. Literally, every time I'm talking to Caitlin and she's like, oh, college is just really hard. And I'm like, just drop out. Like, you're fucking grand. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's like, yeah, no, what? Don't take my advice. It's not, that's very yeah. fair. <laughs> My sister is doing a master's in um in London uh, of what well, she she did science and now she's doing um bio 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 design which is like making sustainable making clothes out of sustainable material and she's like oh no it's like good but like the, the she's like this and this and this to get to like x amount of pay or whatever or this yeah. stage in your career it has to be so many years and I'm like become an online coach and scale your business <laughs> <laughs> like let me t- I, I, you don't understand but like I've, I've i've run this business for like six months i'm or like, or like a year now i'm basically a professional let me let me let me scale your business for you mm-hmm. hashtag business yeah. coach hashtag pg hashtag phil graham hashtag mark Holes, <laughs> hashtag suck ofb whatever it is i don't know fair um but yeah getting back to the original point um like when when i suppose before i say when what had you realized or kind of what had you decide like right after because like that's a long time to be like that's what first like what, how old are you when you decided to to loot so like to actually fucking sort out and kind of get it get it done get it off so i had as mentioned and then like if anyone that hasn't listened to the the other podcasts i've done i'm i'm a recovering i'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic so i came out of i went into treatment for 30 days um and that was also a big, big, big thing for like, you know, like an eating, just like eating disorders, they're, they're classified as addiction. So they'll transfer into something else. Um, so I had come out of treatment after just being so unhappy for like two, three years, not doing university, just like partying all the time, but still just like doing it. Cause that's like, you know, the nightlife is just like, oh, you're scagged the next day. I'm not going to do this ever again. I'm going on a, I'm going on a detox. And then it's like, oh, lads, you want to go out? And it's like, yeah, let was do it, lads. Um, I think so I went to treatment because I was just <clears throat> super unhappy like super super unhappy said it to mom and dad being like look guys I think I have a problem um, went super supportive and came out and I remember coming out with like five texts from people because I spent my 22nd birthday in treatment and then there I find someone said that to me I'd be like lads I'll be down in the pub in the bathroom like what do you mean um, and then came out of treatment and I was just like I have nothing I have nothing to do, nothing to do. I wasn't in college. I wasn't working. I was never, never partying anymore. Uh, you know, I'm nearly this April. I'll be three years clean of all substances. It's pretty cool. And then I will, I was just like, I was doing nothing. I, I had nothing to do. So I was like, right, let's join a gym. And I've never, I've never looking back on it. Now I just did weight. I just weight loss and fat loss. So wrong. Like so wrong. Um, I didn't take a rest day out of the gym for like five, six months. Trained every oh, day. Nice. What a brother. What a brother to do. Yeah. Trained every day. Had um was on these this like half shake diet. Um not Herbalife or any of those juice plus. It's called Huel. Uh their main selling point is not like, you know, hashtag fat loss, hashtag lose weight. Um they've made a like a a plant-based food shake to stop the world food crisis. 
but like in my head was like will it help me lose weight yes it will let me buy was on that it has decent decent uh, macros put into it but like not sustainable <clears throat> but even though like I did it for like a year then I had two of those for like a year um nearly every day for a year and then one meal at work um did didn't take rest days until now I was talking to him about it with when I started doing my my personal training course and he was like honestly man you just had so much body fat that you didn't need to you could just use <laughs> you could just use that like and I was like sound sweet I'll Um, I'll take one of those please I'll be well yeah I'll do that so that was it and I just had nothing to do for like two years for like uh, the first six months until I got a job so I just trained every day um, and just made it like my new little thing and that was that was kind of that was that was kind of it and then like there was very few times where I plateau I plateaued around like 88 kilos for ages and and then like dropped 82 now i'm still kind of cycling up there in between um going it going into a surplus for the first time of my well like a planned surplus anyway for the first time of my life uh with ross and that's like scary because you Mm. you just be losing weight for like two years you know you you did a post about it i remember like we actually spoke about this before you did a post about getting a client out of um a dieting phase and into a gaining phase it's 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 i'm terrified like i am terrified because in my head i'm just gonna be like no no you can't do it you can't do it it's gonna happen all over again um but like this is why you know what doesn't well like this is it's planned it's controlled so it's like it's like i trust that it's going to be fine but um it's just so yeah to get back onto the point anyway that's when it first happened because i had nothing to do like i wasn't doing college i wasn't partying anymore i wasn't drinking wasn't doing any other sort of late night night activities was just like me uh, me the gym and my shakes <laughs> my shakes class um but I, yeah the point you touched on there which i thought was very interesting which yeah no i did do a post on uh, a few weeks ago is like when you have someone like say like take yourself for instance like majority of life being quite overweight losing a substantial amount of weight and only at a point now where you're going to this airplane like the like 20 or so years of your life have been, no, 20, a little under 20 years of your life have been just being overweight and then losing that weight. So there's always going to be stigma around, again, you think of a calorie surplus, you think, right, what does that do? That has one building muscle in a more optimal way. Okay, cool. Helping recovery, but also you'll gain weight. And it's like, when you look into, I suppose, like psychology, of like, like someone who has been quite overweight for a long period of time and has just lost that weight will only associate weight gain as a bad thing. You know, they're kind of, mm. you look mm. at the anxiety surrounding that idea. It's a case of like the last time this person was eating more food and was you know, consuming a calorie surplus, they did it to the extent where they were quite overweight. And it's a case of you're associating past, past experience with current anxieties. And mm. it's a case of kind of, it's always a case of reflecting on kind of where you are then and where you are now. Like then, I suppose, like, like comparing where you are now to then, you're in a much more controlled place right now. You're in a very lean place, and you're obviously doing on the Ross, who's one of the one of the, a very fucking phenomenal coach. And it's a case of you know the environment which you're doing it right now. So it's it's a case of you always got to reassure yourself when you come in these situations that like initially the, the you can say I can say myself and Ross can say all we want like chap listen going to a gaining phase like you even know yourself like nothing's going to happen but there always will be anxiety around it. It's one of the things where you've got to really kind of almost trust the process and like, like again, like you can, you know, you know yourself being a coach, like being a surplus, being a controlled surplus, buying a gym, all that kind of stuff, smashing fucking chicken breast twenty four seven. 
you're gonna be fucking like you're not gonna be getting body fat. It's, it's also controlled. You've coach with you. Like it's gonna be very controlled and very managed. done. But there's always gonna be that anxiety in the back of your mind of what if this happens again? Because at the end of the day, that's all you know from eating in a surplus. It's one of the things where time will tell. Like it's at the end of the day, like it's a case of goals will always change. And you're kind of essentially moving into like a new period of, of life where you're kind of associating, you know, weight gain, not as a bad thing. And like weight, weight is contributed to more than just body fat. It's obviously water weight, muscle weight, all that fun stuff. And it's with time you realize you can be heavier, still look great and not have an obscene amount of body fat. Do you know that kind of way? Mm. And I suppose like looking, looking at like even myself, like I, like my biggest, I was 107 kilo back in 2017. I, I lost like, what, fucking 25 kilos to get down to 80, whatever. And that was fine. I didn't really monitor too much from there, but I did my second proper dieting phase this summer. I was 92, 93 kilos. And just like, there's a picture we took off for swimming. I was like, ooh, I don't really like that. I just look a bit grim. And I thought we were with Carl. I got the weight down and I got down to 81.2 with my lowest. And there's a picture on Instagram, me and a pair of budgies, I'm shredded, fucking dice. I'm like, this is fucking sick. And when we moved out of the dining phase, I was buzzing just to eat more food. But then I was like, every morning I'll go into my bathroom. And my bathroom at night when it's dark outside or like early morning when it's, when it's dark outside, but light in there, the lighting is immense. And you just will always look so much leaner. And I got to the point where I was in the bathroom. I was like, hang on a minute. My abs are not nearly as showy. Veins are starting to disappear. What's going on? And it does, it does fuck you a little bit. I suppose like one thing as actually great myself and Carol looked at the other day was look at the 12 week kind of aftercut. And like, I'm pretty much back to my original weight. I'm 88 kilos, 89 kilos, a little under what it was, but from a muscular point of view, like you can see there's a shit ton of tissue mm-hmm. added on. Um, weight wise, if you compare it to the way that I am now compared to when I weighed this, weighed this much before dieting down, like composition totally changed. And to me, that's reaffirmed to my, re- to myself that, you know, weight, like your body will weigh, weight is just your fucking body's relationship to gravity and all that fun shit. Like obviously, if you if I drink a two liter bottle of water, I'll be two kilos heavier. And it's a case of like, over time, understanding that I can put on muscle, I can put on this, I can put on that, I can put on weight. But it, it's, it's over time learning that to associate weight with things other than just body fat and feeling like shit. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, absolutely. Like I was... It's funny, like I, man, like a year ago, if I was told like, oh, you're going to surplus, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You know, give me my money back. Like, but since starting coaching and since like, you know, I've taken on a lot of like eight, like 19, 22 year old, 23 year old girls who would have had, you know, serious, serious stigmas about eating more, you know, like I, there was one girl I was working with for a while who was consuming like 700 calories a day, 700 calories a day and like 10 grams of protein. It was wild. And, um, you know, slowly over time got up to two to 2,900 and like dropped body fat, you know, weight stayed the same, maybe like very fluctuated menstrual cycle, water weight, all this crap, but like looks insane, looks in, like wild now. And then, you know, you, you go back and like for anyone that is like, you know, you know, it does, and it does, yeah, as it does fucks with your head, but like we looked back, I look back over all like days with clients, you know, that are going into a gaining phase and it'd be like, look at the day, like while you were in your deficit, your dieting phase that you did go over, like you had more steps that day, your energy levels were increased, stress was down, like being in a deficit is a stressor on the body. So you're going to feel better. You know, you, you're just, you're going to feel more full of life. That's what I'm like excited to do now uh, is just be like, you know, really look at like training intensity, really look at like all other health markers rather than just like 
body fat, body weight, because there are so many more. Like who said it? MS Story Gordon put up one and was like, there's way, there's way more to fat loss than, you know, a calorie deficit. Because I've said, like I was watching one coach uh, who shall not be named online and he's like, do you know, uh, one of the, uh, I think you do. They're not Irish like. Okay. Um, He, God, he had someone on um, like a four or five, I think it was a 500 deficit with like um, something like 100 grams of carbs a day. Ninety hundred grams of carbs, like three hundred grams of protein, um, and oh, like one hundred and twenty, nearly double their body weight and fat, and was just like, dude, like they were on a six day split, and was like, glad that it's just like crazy, crazy stuff because there are so many more health markers, there are so many more judges, um, progress progress markers of where you're going to get to, where like how much you're improving, like one thing. Um, like strength, sleep, strength, sleep, stress, energy levels. Uh, these are all in time over, like in time to me, like much better improve, much better. Um, these improve a quality of life more than just like a number on a scale or a percentage of your body. Yeah, massively, massively. It's so important to realize that. And I like a key thing I love going into with things like you know, clients of that nature, kind of like you know, would be eating fuck all calories and as a result don't want it like we'll be in denial about no i feel great i'm i'm loving life I'm feeling great it's like in the pursuit of i want to lose fat i want to fool myself and thinking i'm having a great time right now because if i do this i will lose fat and i will be happy but it's a case of like if you're eating 700 calories a day i don't care who the fuck you are you are going to be fucking miserable you're gonna be fucking mm-hmm. hating it no energy feeling like shit cycle if you're a woman of course goodbye um like it's just not a lot of good shit's happening there i suppose when you look into like right if someone like us a coach who does this for a living it's like they're saying maybe maybe we'll eat more food maybe probably a good idea it is going to be a good idea but it's a case of looking into like what else is going to come from it because at the end of the day doing that <clears throat> there's going to be literally no negatives coming from it and i think it's a nice way of looking into making change it's a case of like if you eat more literally nothing but positives will come you'll will mm-hmm. reduce overall stress because you'll be eating more food you may regain your cycle if you lost that you know you're gonna have a shit ton more energy when you do go to train you'll feel you won't feel like fucking dev afterwards you probably want to move more so activity be nice and high so by eating more you have more energy to do, to do stuff and by increasing that activity as a result of having more calories in you you'll still more than likely be on that deficit of calories fucking hell if you're eating 700 calories you could eat like a thousand calories more and still be in that fucking deficit people expend more calories than they think and the case of you know just looking at it in perspective of by doing this, there are literally no negatives coming from it. I'll probably feel great. I'll probably, you know, as we'll probably have like fucking cycle back, I'll probably still continue to lose weight, to be honest, um, have more energy, have much better training sessions. And as a result, endorphins mm-hmm. flow. And there's only positive confidence. I suppose, yeah, like in that condition, I completely agree with what you're talking about there. That makes absolute sense. And I suppose, like comparing where you were then in terms of kind of at your head as compared to where you are now, like, Obviously, mentally, physically, so many changes. What would be the biggest kind of stick out point yourself comparing kind of like you peak Paddy, need to lose weight, um, going, to, going through obviously you know, coming off everything, stopping using and obviously being where you are now. Like, what would you say is like compared to like peak unhappy big Paddy compared to where you are now? Like, what would you say would be like the biggest difference you can notice of overall? Sense of purpose. Yeah. Definitely, definitely sense of purpose. Like I do, I've always, always loved helping people. Just always have 
always knew I wanted to do something helping people either i.e psychology or law um never would have thought it would people reaching like some body composition goals at all um like in college had no fucking idea what I wanted to do now it's just like this is this is my this is my avenue like I love it um love all the opportunities it is and all the people I've met along the way like you know come what was it like the we didn't like we didn't know each other pre-second lockdown chap we didn't yeah like it's like we didn't know each other this time last year but now we're talking about moving in together this time last year i had a fucking clue you were John, kind of like... that's it like i i didn't know who but i knew who barry was just solely because mm. barry was like i think at that time he was like the only online coach in galway yeah you know, now it's like there's the like me steve um you know i there's there was there's another guy big big coach in galway jason mitchell I, he does a lot of everything but like there's they the um, i knew i knew him just because of what he was doing and like his content was great his whole like no bullshit persona with very like with very little emotion behind what we were saying unless he was ranting he was just like he was so cool hated him though because i was just really jealous of where he was at like and he could push out content and this that and the other um and he's, he's still easy to give shit to like you know but it's barry he takes it so well <laughs> he's just like lads like what what are you talking about like i haven't done anything <laughs> you know he's just top tier um and then yeah the, like the opportunities the people i've met like me and owen are like instagram boyfriends now like we bought it we bought each other hoodies I've no, I, I, I noticed i saw that you tied each other and i was like why are you tying each other but that makes sense now you fucking bought, yeah, we, each bought we bought each other hoodies specifically like we were gonna buy them for ourselves because it's like oh lad the one one or more drop was coming and I was like, no, dude, I'll buy you one. You buy me one. And then we can get a story content out of it. <laughs> it's, all, it's all for content. It's always for content. It's always for content. Um, like me, Steve and Barry have, you know, we've met up, we've trained. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm still really jealous about that. I remember so it was one day, it was, I think it was the first time yourself, Steve, Owen and Barry met up. Barry sent me a message being like, wish you were here. And I just messaged the guys, took a story. I was with Caitlin and Dan and I was like, I wish I was there too. She's like, what the fuck, Dan? I was like, it's the boys. You don't understand. Like, it's you the boys. Then, the boys. Then I was planning to go for a weekend, getting an Airbnb up in Galway somewhere, like in the new year. And then fucking Michal's like, you know what, boys? Nah, you can stay inside for <laughs> months. I was like, oh, crap, happy days though. So I think I asked towards the start, first thing I'm doing, like post-lockdown, fuck Spain, fuck Dubai. I'm going to Galway and having a weekend, just chill out. <laughs> always like... I was about to say it's like online coaching hub, but there's only like four or five of us here. <laughs> I know all the online coaches who are in Galway. Um, yeah, no, like it's we all like of we went down. I've been on my podcast for like Aina. Is Aina going? Aina is Aina's uh, just outside of the city in a place called just past Kilcahal, so it's like forty minutes drive from the city. But you can oh, like right. those country roads, like you get done in twenty. Um, <laughs> but yeah and who else there's, i know there's someone else in galway like um steve steve's in galway is he steve yeah steve no steve's in galway steve lives steve oh, i was about to say where steve lives steve, steve's down <laughs> near close to me barry's very close to me um wait where do and you then we went for that huh <laughs> where do you live you know, i live exactly check out, check out my mailchimp email list and you'll find out at the very bottom oh, is, it, is it actually there is it I keep trying to change it, so I've just. Chap, you can change it. Mine just says like Dublin, Ireland. Man, I man, I've done. I've tried to change the name. You can just and it won't just type it. Just type in like because remember, if you type it something stupid like like just like 
Paddy PDK Fitness, it'll be like, that's not an address. If you type it in Dublin dash Ireland or, or Galway dash Ireland, it'll be like, oh, that's an address. That's somewhere. That's the place. Let's do it. I might do. Fucking fucking G- Delhi, Gainesville, India. Florida. be grand. What? Gainesville, Florida, Delhi, India. They're the two I'll do. Very fucking good. Delhi, Delhi, yeah. Delhi, India. Savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, when you come down to Galway, it's going to be so funny. Man, it's going to be fucking so sick. Funny. It's going to be everyone in their budgies. Exposed to that like Atlantic Ocean black rock salt hill, just so easy. unforgiving. Like, easy, easy fucking water, chap. I'll, I'll watch me skinny dip. It's, I'll be like, lads, this is too fucking, this is too warm. My budgies, I'm proper sweating. I'm gonna take them off and I gotta rock down. I think I'm um, not sure which ones you have the eggplant ones, don't you? I have the eggplant ones, yeah. Okay, I can't bring them down. I'm thinking, I think we should go matching. I'm thinking, no, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about bringing the turtles or the croissants or the lifeguard one because I have the lifeguard. lifeguard. So basically, did I tell you the story about them? No. So basically, uh, budgie smugglers, basically, you can get customized ones. So whenever you get customized ones, they'll always make like two or three extra. And then they'll be like, hey, we got these extra ones. Do you want them? And they'll obviously get money for them. And then if people are like, no, we don't want them, they'll like raffle them off or like do mystery boxes. Whereas you pay 15 quid every now and then they're like mystery boxes, which basically they're saying we have budgies that people didn't want. We need to get rid of them. Um, so half the price from 30 quid to 15 quid. And just you basically pay them 15 quid and they'll send you a random set of budgies. So I got one with like a yellow pair with like um, jellyfish and like, do you know when you're like a lifeguard, like it's like the, like the lifeguard surfboard things. Uh, yeah. I was like, this is kind of cool. On the back of the lifeguard instead of budgie smugglers. I was like, okay, that's a bit mad. Because it's like to get a budgie smuggler without the budgie smuggler logo on it, I have to pay like mad money. I was like, how has this been done? And I look up, there's a beach in France called Menton or a place called Menton. And basically what they did was they got all their lifeguards personalized like Menton lifeguard budgie smugglers. So I'm like, oh, six, I have a pair of yellow budgies that like, I could just rock over to the beach in France and be like, oh, one of the boys, like, what's the crack, boys? I have budgies. Let's, let's go save some lives. <laughs> Doing just lovely, like, just uh, five French men and then one, one man from Still Oregon just having just, a jive, smoking cigarettes, drinking wine. These chaps, these well fucking, these well, these absolutely hunky tanned lads, and there's me pale down with a hairy belly button, be like, yeah, boys, that's it. Let's go save some people from a drowner. Let's do this. I love that. That is brilliant. I do want to get another pair. I want to get. I want to get I want to get a pair with peaches and just have PDK on the back. But no, I, want... I don't know what they have the uh, the eggplant the was the obscene aubergines. They should they need to bring out a pair with just over with just peaches on them. Yeah. Peaches got around. Man, I say like get them with like PDK in the peach and like comic book writing. It looks sick. Mm. And then like my face on the crotch. Hundred percent. We have we have ones actually. We have we got our personalized ones. Hang on, let me check if I have them here. Hey. So basically, we got. Have them in here. Basically, we got personalized ones, right? They're not in here. They're downstairs. Oh, they're here. So many budgies that he keeps. But uh, I got a pair. We got a pair of budgies. The swim team official budgies. Uh, we we spelled it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Swim team underscore official, and we're like, fuck. Um, oh, no. we were gonna write to Budgie Smuggler like lads, you spelled it wrong. But then we looked back at our emails to them, and they're like seven or eight emails. So basically, we emailed them with the original design, and they sent it back to us misspelled. Mm. And we were like, "This is fine," but like there was like eight or nine emails back and forth where we hadn't noticed the uns- the misspelled official. And so we're kind of like, okay, we've literally got no case because we saw this. We gave them the all clear so many times for design. We can't fucking say a thing. So like, yeah, we are yeah, a yeah. team over Cal. Uh, just being conscious of the timer because I have another call in a few minutes. Uh, Mr. PDK, if there's 
any words of wisdom you can give the the kind 10,000, 20,000 people who are going to obviously listen to this podcast um, advice on what are you going to, what would that be? Um, move to Dublin with me and Dan. Uh, yeah, we didn't touch on that. Um, That's we'll we'll touch on we'll we'll do it we'll we'll do it the next podcast we'll do Paddy we'll we me and you in person with like proper like my super sick laptop um did you know you got a MacBook fun fact um with microphone here microphone here microphone there we'll have it we'll have it we'll have the the ring light set up folks on us and we have proper podcast like Jay Alderson style man like like Jay Alderson like the hills trying to he want to be us he'll want to be fucking us. um, there, um, yeah, Pioneer Words of Wisdom, go for it. Probably um, don't hate yourself. It's I say this all the time. I say it a lot of my posts. Don't hate yourself. It's really toxic. And be kind to yourself. And always, always, always be open to help. Like be willing to be help. Be open to help. Um, just and like I was saying this on my story today. Like I for years I was talking about something where like don't lie to yourself either. For you, I was talking about. Um, why the biggest contributing factor to to my weight loss was um, the fact that I was just solely fed up and like you hear people all the time being like oh I want to change I need to lose weight this that and the other but they won't do anything about it and I've said this to like a few people and I've said it to a few people I've said this in conversation some people have taken it to be like what are you what are you trying to say man fact is like if you're not doing something about it you don't want it that that much so don't lie to yourself and that's just a, a, an object like that the that's just a subject it's objective like don't lie to yourself about anything there's, there's no point it'll get you nowhere um be true to yourself and be true to your values i suppose that's it hashtag motivation why like that that was sick uh patty for anyone who wants to follow you on the old socials where can they uh, where can they find you you can find me at at pdk fitness uh at pdk fitness on instagram www.pdkfitness.com on the internets and subscribe to my email list need 48 yes. more <laughs> yes so uh, for those who don't realize so if, you obviously can't see this now because it's, it's a it's on spotify and itunes but patty has a pretty grim haircut he's given a little like weird little mohawk thingy um that's like misaligned and if patty gets the 150 email list subscribers um there's been no time cap so whenever we hit 150 i get to decide how we how we design his hair so I'm thinking yeah. the old the old OG Ronaldo World Cup 2002, but diet pink. Um, but I'm not thinking that's that's my that's my final answer. And uh, so if everyone can go for this podcast, um, go follow Paddy, but then subscribe to his email list. That'd be great for both of us. That's that's billet. But yeah, that's great. Sure. Lovely. It's been a pleasure as always, Paddy. Um, recording this was phenomenal. Uh, for anyone interested in online coaching with myself, of course, feel free to over www.coachedbydan.com coached by dan coached and we crack on from there patty once again thank you very much for coming onto the podcast and to everyone else listening thank you for tuning in to episode 52 i think at this point and i'll see you all next friday nice nipples